I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new Season 3, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Behind-the-scenes experience in Washington and around the world. Here's the opinion page editor of the Deseret News, Boyd Matheson, on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Inside Sources. I am Boyd Matheson, opinion editor at the Deseret News. Great to be with you on a Monday. Hope you had a fantastic weekend and a great Father's Day. And uh, this week is uh, rolling out in double time. A lot of things happening uh, here in Utah and across the country. Uh, Back in Washington, we've got a number of Supreme Court decisions that uh, have come down and will continue to come down as they close out the term. Uh, Nothing overly uh, exciting today other than the court seems to really be focused on the process parts of a lot of these things. Uh, We had the uh, Oregon uh, cake baker case, uh, different from Colorado, uh, but the court ruled sort of in the same way uh, that, that you got to do the process again. Uh, so it didn't really resolve any of the issues, but just sent it back. And so we'll continue to monitor that. Uh, things are clearly heating up on the campaign side of the House uh, as we roll towards 2020. Uh, so we'll dive into that just a, a little bit today as well. Uh, so I want to start today by uh, talking about the, the president's interview with George Stephanopoulos uh, over the weekend, uh, 30 hours with President Trump. And there was uh, one moment that I think was just really fascinating to watch. Uh, And it really shows what kind of producer the president is, that he really does have an eye for TV. He really does know what things are going to look like when they come across on a computer monitor or on a television screen somewhere uh, and how important he thinks it is to get those takes exactly right. So he's having this conversation uh, with George Stephanopoulos talking about his taxes. He clearly had a point to make about how much money he had earned uh, and what that meant. Uh, and then there were a few distractions. And so I want to play you this uh, piece of sound, and then I want to talk about what that means from a communication strategy standpoint uh, and what we can expect to see uh, moving forward. So here's the president with George Stephanopoulos. They're after my financial statement. The Senate, they'd like to get my financial statement. At some point, I hope they get it. You're going to turn it over? No, at some point, I might. But at some point, I hope they get it because it's a a fantastic financial statement. And uh, let's do that over. He's coughing in the middle of my answer. Yeah, okay. I don't like that, you know? Your chief of staff. If you're going to cough, please leave the room. Get a shot of, and I'll I'll come over here. You just can't. Just to change the shot. Okay. Sorry. Okay. So here you have the president wanting to make this point about how awesome his tax returns are. And his chief of staff, Mick Mulvaney, coughs. And you can hear it on the the microphone. Now, I will say it was not a coughing fit uh, or anything like unto it. Uh, But uh, the fact that it threw the president off a little bit is interesting. Uh, And then the fact that he powered down the interview and said, wait, I want to do that again. You know, take two. Uh, let's get the coughing out of the scene because that might uh, distract from my message. Uh, and so on one hand, you have to give the president credit. More than any president in history, he probably understands how to package his message uh, better than anyone. 
Uh, and so he was willing to stop a, an interview with a major news network to get it right. Uh, and so that's a, a really interesting thing. And, and we could go back historically. Uh, I, I think for many years, uh, decades, really, uh, presidents sort of lost their own message. And it, it really became that of their staff, their chief of staff, their communications director, their press secretary. Uh, in fact, one of my favorite books, if you're looking for a good reading book uh, for the summer, uh, look at Lincoln, the biography of a writer. Uh, Lincoln was really one of the last presidents to really control his his own message to the American people and did it primarily through his own writing. So no social media to post, <laughs> no big broadcast TV interviews. Uh, Lincoln had to do it through the written word. Uh, really challenging. So if you're looking for a good book, uh, Lincoln, the biography of a writer is uh, is a really good one. Uh, so, again, back to President Trump. So here he is trying to control this message. Uh, he clearly gets what it what it takes. Uh, we know that on Friday that uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders uh, stepped down uh, her post as the uh, primary spokesperson for the for the president uh, heading back to Arkansas, maybe even a, a run for governor back there. Who knows? Um, but that's an interesting thing as well, because when you look to his communication strategy, uh, she has been a very big part of that. When you add into that Kellyanne Conway, who's under a great deal of heat right now for violating the Hatch Act, uh, and that is a, a debatable one. It's a it's a perception one. Uh, many senior officials are sent out to to defend a president again, whether it's Democrat or Republican. And so it's not uncommon to have a communication strategist or a press secretary do things that are pretty close to the line in terms of, you know, where does policy end and politics begin? And those lines obviously have been blurred more and more and more over the years. Uh, but the president could potentially lose two of his key communicators. And again, a president who's very aware of how things come across uh, is is just a really interesting thing. In fact, the president even talked about the fact that he really has to do it all by himself. Uh, again, his interview with George Stephanopoulos, he talked about uh, how he can drive the news cycle with a tweet. I have a very unfair press. It's a fake news. It's a corrupt news. If I don't use social media, I do not get the word out. I put it out, and then it goes onto your platform. I put one out this morning. And as soon as I pressed the button, they said, we have breaking news. Every network, every station, we have breaking news. They read my tweet. Why is that bad? What they're talking about, though, is you're calling people names. It's demeaning. Well, you know what? I'll bet they do like it. They may tell you that, but I'll bet they like it. You know? All right. Uh, so there the president is uh, leading out on uh, his strategy, his uh, Twitter strategy of getting the, the message out. And... Uh, so, again, an interesting thing, he feels like he has to own the message, he has to drive the message, he has to control the narrative. Uh, and so I think that's going to be a, an interesting test for the president. And, and I think there's one other component to this. If you're just joining us, we're, we're really kind of weighing through what all of this means in terms of communication strategy for the president. We also know that uh, they have fired one of the polling firms uh, because of communication leaks uh, in terms of some polling that may not have been positive for the president for the campaign. We also know that tomorrow you'll have uh, both the president and the vice president together uh, at a large event uh, where they will officially roll out their reelection campaign and, and make that announcement official. And again, what will that messaging sound like? What will it look like? What will the staging be? What will the core messages be? And, you know, I've always said that you have to have a communication strategy that is as robust and strong and energetic 
uh, as your policy strategy. And if you don't get the communication strategy right, you never get to do the policy strategy. Uh, and so with President Trump, it's really been the reverse. He's been much more on the communication strategy and the policy pieces have just kind of trickled in and, and kind of uh, lumped along. Um, but the, the real test, I think, for the president, and uh, we're going to continue to talk about this, is his inner circle inside the White House continues to get smaller and smaller. And the one thing that I know from studying leadership over the years is that an isolated leader rarely lasts very long and rarely leads very well. And so even a president who has a very strong personality or who has a very clear vision of where they want to go or what they want to do, if they don't have an inner circle that they can either listen to or just bounce ideas off of or challenge and uh, redirect, absent that, it becomes very hard to really drive an agenda. And so that's going to be an interesting thing to watch. We're going to continue to, to uh, focus on it here as we go through the week this week. A lot of communication opportunities for the president this week on a host of issues from Iran to his taxes uh, to what's going on with the Democrats and everything in between. And what is that strategy going to be and how is he going to roll that out? All right. When we come back, we are going to call out the left and we are going to call out the right and say, what in the world are you afraid of? in 2020. We'll be right back.